0: Good morning. Good morning. You may be few, but you can be loud. No, it's uh, it's good to see you all here. Glad everybody decided to brave the rainy, cold weather after yesterday, and especially Friday. It felt like we were going to have summer coming on soon. Um, so uh, I'm glad that you're here this morning. I know that there are a lot who are uh, going to be attending the 11 o'clock service today, because during the 11 o'clock, um, the kids will be presenting their Christmas program and Cindy and Katie have been working very hard on that with the kids recently and uh, I know if you if you hadn't planned on staying for that uh, maybe double dip today and go over to the 11 o'clock. Um, it uh, should be really good. Um, also want you to know that the parade this afternoon as far as we know is still on but we're not going to do the same thing that we were going to do. Um, instead we're going to meet at 2:30 in here. In the flc and what we're going to do is just take the popcorn um which katie's already put these nice little stickers on saying it's from memorial and uh the hot cocoa and some other things and we're going to be making little little goodie bags that uh, will be delivered this week to the servicemen and women of greer uh the fire departments and the police department and all that stuff so uh that's what we'll do instead so it's still the mission project Still the outreach project, so please, uh, you know, if you have kids or grandkids that were planning on coming to the parade, just come inside instead. It'll be warmer in here, and um, we'll get this uh, these goodie bags out to the uh, people who serve our community um, each and every day. Also, I uh, want to remind you that next week in the 11 o'clock service is the big choir choral cantata, um, and they've been working very very hard as well, so please plan on making your way over there next week, Uh, that's the 15th, Um, and uh, let's see, the 22nd and the 11 o'clock is handbells, I think, is that right, Stephen? He's not paying attention. Yes, okay, okay. and the the 22nd and the 11 o'clock is handbells, and the 22nd in here will be uh, special Christmas music, the whole thing will be all Christmas music, because our concert is on the 21st, that's the night before, Saturday uh, December the 21st at 7 o'clock, we welcome you or invite you to come to uh, the Contemporary Christmas Worship Concert. If you haven't been before, it's a very special evening. The gym gets transformed, and uh, we have stage lights and everything, and, and so uh, it's, a, it's, it's a big thing. We've been working on the music now for s- several months, so uh, we'd appreciate it if you'd come out and worship Christ, the newborn King, with us in that way. Um don't want to take up too much more time with announcements, but I did want you to know that Brenda and, and our Pastor Joseph um, are still recovering. They uh, send warm sentiments our way and ask for continued prayers. And that the best thing we can do is continue to, to uh, celebrate the Advent season um, as God's chosen people. And unfortunately, Pastor Joseph will not be returning till at least January. Um, He is still dealing with a lot of pain and unable to start physical therapy just yet. Um, Brenda, as well, is having some issues with uh, recovery. Um, So if you would, please continue to pray for them, Um, and we will keep uh, rolling um, until he returns, but uh, certainly we want to lift him up as often as we possibly can in our prayers. So uh, please do that uh, when you have your times of prayer. Anything else I may be leaving out? Got anything, Katie, anything else you think of? Okay. Well, if not, then let's pause just a moment and uh, remember why we are here. We are here to worship the newborn king, to worship our risen Savior. So let's focus our hearts and minds on that.
1: Let's all stand and let's sing together.
2: O come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel. that mourn to only the eggs until the Son of God appear. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel, shall come to thee, i come
1: to Thee, O Israel. All right, our first song this morning is "A Little Town of Bethlehem." Same words, different tune, but it's really special if we get it right.
0: O little town of Bethlehem,
2: how still we see thee light above thy deep and dreamless
0: sleep,
2: the silent stars go by in in thy dark dark, sleep shine. And fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. For Christ is born of Mary, gathered all above. Portal sleep, the angels keep their watch of wandering love. The morning stars together proclaim the holy birth. And praise and sing to God the King, and peace to men. out of Bethlehem, send to us we pray, cast out
1: Dear Lord, come to us, abide in us, and we thank you that you are able to do that, Lord, that you are able to come and just live inside of us and shine through us, not only during this season of Advent, Lord, but for the rest of our lives. We thank you for the ability to do your work. We come now and gather as a body, Lord, to worship your name and to lift you high above everything else. We welcome you into our hearts and into this service. Lord, just help us just to focus only on you this morning. In your name I pray. Amen.
2: And see a star shine and its splendor fills up the sky. It's the same that appeared and the wise men revered when hope was born this night. Out upon the snowy fields, there's a silent peace that heals and it echoes the grace of, of our, our Savior's embrace. Was born this night. Glory to God in the highest. Peace on and goodwill toward men. Let all of the world sing the chorus of joy because who was born this night. I can hear the Christmas
0: bells ring as softly a church choir
2: sings. It's the song used to praise the ancient of days When hope was born this night There are angels in this place And my
0: heart resounds with the praise Like a shepherd so
2: scared I'll rejoice and declare That hope was born this night Glory to God in the highest of joy because hope was
1: Christmas. Children come and join Miss Katie on the carpet.
0: If anyone has prayer requests that they don't mind putting on a prayer card, would you mind just raising your hand real quick during the children's sermon and we'll get that from you?
3: Good morning. How is everybody? Are you all cold? Me too. Okay. Are you ready for Christmas? Are you ready for Christmas? Have you heard that question a lot? Everybody seems to be, no, I think everybody seems to be asking that question. And what do they mean when they ask us that, Christy. How, are you, how do you get ready for Christmas? Put up a tree, yeah? Okay, so they might want to know if our. <laughs> yes, Natalie. They might want to know if our tree's up or if we have our shopping done or if we've done Christmas cards. And did y'all hear what Natalie said? Yeah. What did Natalie say? Natalie said, praise God. That's right. If we're ready for the real meaning of Christmas. Well, she kind of jumped right into my children's sermon. So there's another question. That we should be asking ourselves today, not just if we're ready for Christmas, meaning if our house is decorated and if our presents are bought, but more importantly, if we're ready for the Christ of Christmas. And we talked a little bit about this last week in our children's sermon, but today we're going to talk about um, a man named John the Baptist. Have you all heard of John the Baptist? Yeah, we've talked about him, haven't we? Well, many years ago, a man they called John the Baptist preached about what it means to be ready for Jesus John the Baptist was a different kind of man. He wore clothes that were made out of camel's hair. And he wore a belt around his waist and his what he ate was kind of unusual too. Do we know what he ate? Yes. Yeah, locusts and yeah, it's kind of like what we call grasshoppers. And I'm not sure I would really want to eat grasshoppers and honey. What do y'all think? No, no not so much. Well, John the Baptist traveled throughout the wilderness, and his message to the people was always the same. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. Do y'all know what repent means? That's a hard word, isn't it? It means that we, we confess our sins, and we admit that we, we've made mistakes. We know when we've messed up and done wrong and and not been pleasing to God, and so that was John the Baptist's message to the people as he traveled. Well, do you think people would listen to a man dressed in camel skins and eating locusts and wild honey? Well, actually they did. People came to John the Baptist from all over the entire area and they confessed their sins to God and they were baptized by John in a river. Do you remember the name of the river? It started with a J. In the Jordan River. After John baptized the people, he told them, I have baptized you with water for repentance, but there is one coming who is more powerful than I am. And who was he talking about? He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. So we know he was talking about Jesus and that John the Baptist wanted the people to repent of their sins so they would be ready when Jesus got there. So during this special season of the year, as we do all the things we have to do to get ready for Christmas, we need to make sure that we're also ready for the coming of Christ. We need to look at our hearts and do what we know God wants us to do, to be clean so that we can walk with Jesus every day of our life. Will y'all say a prayer with me to ask God to help us do that? Okay, repeat after me. Dear Dear Father, we want to be ready For the Christ of Christmas, Christmas. please prepare our hearts hearts for his coming. coming. In In Jesus' name, amen.
1: His name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increasing of his government and of peace there will be no end.
0: O come, desire of nations, bind all peoples in one heart and mind, bid envy, strife, and quarrels cease, fill the whole world with heaven's peace. Were there any prayer cards or prayer requests that we didn't take up or anything? Let's go before the Lord this morning. Most gracious and loving Heavenly Father, we thank you for the joy that is supposed to be ours this time of year. Lord, forgive us for all the times when we, we fall short of your standard and when we fail to take hold of the joy which you have provided for us. Lord, I pray that you would be with all those who this Christmas season are dealing with pain and illness, or loss and distress. I pray that you would send your spirit that it might bring peace and healing in each and every situation. Lord, I pray that you would be with us this day as we continue to worship. I pray that you would be with our pastor and his wife as they continue to heal. May your comforter, the giver of peace, settle into their home and into their lives that they might make a quick recovery and return to. The work of building your kingdom. Lord, we also ask this day that you would be with the children who are about to sing and act during the 11 o'clock service. Grant those who may be suffering from a little bit of stage fright confidence and courage, knowing that they glorify you in everything that they're doing this morning. Lord, we pray that you would be with the hearts and the minds of people worshiping here at Memorial and worshiping all across this land. That they would be open to hearing a word from you, whether it be from the children, from the sermon, or the music, or even the Advent readings, Lord. We pray that you would speak to your people and that we would hear you and we would respond with obedience and joy. Lord, we pray on this day for some specific requests. Again, Lord, we lift up to you Pastor Joseph and Brenda. We pray for those who are still suffering from the super typhoon in the Philippines. We pray for those who are in Illinois and Washington dealing with weather related natural disasters there as well. We pray that you would be with Jeannie Seagars and, and her family. Lord, these are our prayer requests, and we lift them up to you and pray them in the name of the one who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done our scripture reading for this morning comes from the book of Matthew the 11th chapter verses 21 through 11 sorry I gotta get my clicker right before I start here Danielle and I are pretty close but I don't think she can read my mind yet So, <laughs> um, hear now the word of the Lord now when John I'm not working. Is it green? Both lights green? Oh, there we go. Is that right? Yeah, okay. Uh, As they went away, Jesus began to speak to the crowds concerning John. What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? What then did you go out to see? A man dressed in soft clothing? Behold, those who wear soft clothing are in king's houses. What then did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet, this is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way before you. Truly I say to you, among those born of women, there has arisen no one greater than John the Baptist. Yet the one who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. This is the word of God for the people of God. Is this for real? I remember being a child and going to Disney World and thinking to myself is this for real is all this real is that a real castle are these characters real and then i've taken both of my my children a couple of times now and they ask the same questions is that, is that the real cinderella is that the real mickey mouse it's a it's a wonderful question and children especially young children who are experiencing a lot of firsts they ask that question all the time and we as grandparents and parents have to have to field that question an awful lot because they're so young and they've never seen a lot of things going on in the world and so they have trouble distinguishing between reality and fantasy so oftentimes they'll ask is this for real especially this time of year right is Santa for real are elves for real is there a North Pole Is that tree for real, or is it an artificial one? You know, is this for real is a question that a lot of people ask this time of year. In our scripture lesson for today, we have John the Baptist. In chains and in prison, he's been arrested for telling King Herod the Great that uh, him marrying his brother's wife is inappropriate, and uh, he's going to be beheaded soon, and he knows that. But he spent all of his life, his his adult life, his, his ministry was to prepare the way for the coming king. And then, if you can imagine him sitting in prison and his disciples coming to visit him and telling him, Jesus is eating with sinners, Jesus is forgiving people, Jesus is laughing, Jesus is having fun. He's got a group of men around him and they're traveling the countryside and they're they're eating and feeding people and he's he's going to dinner parties and weddings. You won't believe what he did at a wedding. He gave them the best wine they'd ever had. Now, John the Baptist, he's a man who gave up everything. As Katie said in her children's sermon. He lived out in the desert, he wore cameras, hair, clothing, and he wore, I mean, and he ate crickets or grasshoppers or locusts. I'm not sure there's enough honey that would make that taste right. As a matter of fact, on our Senior High Mystery Retreat this past fall, go figure, at the, at the checkout counter at the gas station was different flavored crickets. So I had to get them and we had to try them. And I assure you, there is no amount of honey that's going to make it not taste like a cricket. And it's not, it's not a great taste either. It's not the worst thing in the world, but it's not a great taste either. So, But that, that's what this man's lifestyle was like. He gave all this up and he preached a ferocious message of, of repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Turn from your evil ways. Act right. And then he hears that Jesus is coming and living life in the fullest. And so even John the Baptist asks, is this for real? He sends his disciples to find out, is this, are you really? I proclaim that you must repent for the kingdom of God is coming. And the king comes from that kingdom, and this is how he acts. He's he's having fun. He's loving on people. He's he's not denying himself the pleasures of life, companionship, fun, fellowship with meals. Is this for real? Are you the real Messiah? Is this the one I've prepared the way for? But before we get too hard on old John the Baptist, we must remember that his father, Zechariah, before he was ever born was in the temple right and he was offering altar i mean offering incense on the altar and as he was doing so a vision came before him some translations say that an angel came before him and and told him that his wife was going to bear a child now he was way past childbearing age and so was his wife elizabeth and so he doubted he asked is this for real and do you remember what god did to him God struck him dumb, as the King James Version says, which really means mute. God struck him mute. He was unable to speak for the duration of Elizabeth's pregnancy with John. He asked, Is this for real? And God said, Yes, this is for real. Here's how I'm going to prove it you will no longer be able to speak. Now, having lived with a pregnant wife, not sure that's all that bad a punishment. If I would have been able to, if I would have been unable. (laughs) <laughs> for her either yes if I would have been unable to talk I probably wouldn't have been in the doghouse as much but nonetheless Zechariah questions how God is going to bring this to pass bring his kingdom to pass the angel tells John that I, your son is going to be one who prepares the way for the coming Messiah and John questions that he's too old to have children not that he didn't want them most likely but he's just too old so he said is this for real And God, I don't think it was really a form of punishing him. I think it was more of a show of power. It was God saying, as surely as I can make someone who is barren or past childbearing age conceive and bear a child, I can take your voice from you. It's a show of power. God responded with a a great show of power. And not only in that part of our story in, in these readings for advent this year we also have mary she too as an adult or as a young lady asked is this for real do you remember the angel comes to her and and she says and he tells her she's going to have god's child she says how can that be i haven't known a man i've never known a man she wasn't officially united with joseph yet so how in the world was she going to have a child But instead of some show of power, God didn't strike her dumb. That would be an awkward scripture, wouldn't it, if Mary got struck dumb. Instead, what does he do? He gently explains to her, through the angel Gabriel, the mystery of the incarnation. And then, probably sensing that she still doesn't understand, it gives her the confidence to carry that child. Probably a confidence that very few mothers-to-be have known, maybe none. To know that this was God's plan and God's will and that everything was going to be okay. To move forward facing possible shame, even stoning maybe, for being unfaithful to her betrothal with Joseph. But God just gently encourages her, helps her along. Now her logic was the same as Zechariah's, how is this going to happen? This makes no sense. I can't have a baby. I've never been with a man. I don't have a husband. Zechariah says, we're way past. We're old men. and I mean, I'm an old man and she's an old woman. We're old people. We can't have babies. It's the same logic, right? We'll never know why God responded differently to Mary and to Zechariah. But finally, John. What is Jesus' response to John when he asks, is this for real? He says to open your eyes. So we have God saying to three different people in our Bible lessons from the early early books of the gospel, early parts of the gospels, all three people are asking the same question. Is this for real? Is this really the way that you're going to bring your kingdom into our lives, into the world? And God responds in different ways. With Zechariah, it's a show of power. He takes his voice in a moment. With Mary, though, it's a gentle encouragement. It's compassionate. It's It's... it's It's loving, it's leading. With John, he he invites John to take a closer look, to open his eyes and see what God is doing around him. The lame now walk, the dead are raised, the poor have good news preached to them. This is the kingdom of God. It's amazing. When I was thinking about this passage, I, I thought about the times in my life when I've asked God, is this for real? And I think each of us have the, those times in our lives that are marked by questioning God. Is this for real? I mean, maybe it began, begins when we question whether or not God really came as a baby. Whether or not it's really God in the flesh when we talk about Jesus. Whether or not that man really grew up and, and died for the sins of all the world, all the people that have ever lived, past, present, and future. Did he really rise out of that tomb? he alive now today is this for real now that's that's a question that even God's children sometimes struggle with maybe another type of is this for real moment is when we face crises in our lives decisions have to be made and we we think, we feel, or we know what God wants us to do in a certain situation, whether it's change of location or a change of career or, or God's calling us to start a new ministry or to, or to do something different, to do something new, to just give more time to our family, to give less, less money here and more money here, to start up a new business. Whatever it may be, we've all asked prayerfully, Is this for real? Maybe when it's been dealing with children who are disobedient, is this really the way it's supposed to go, God? Or maybe it's been dealing with, some of you remember college decisions. Where do I go to college? Who do I marry? Our lives are marked by is this for real moments. And the fact that Zechariah and Mary and John asked that question as well. Of God, Is this for real? Is this really what you're doing in the world? Is this really the way you're working? That just echoes across history. But God's people, we here today, we have something that the world does not have. We have an assurance. Whether God has shown us through a show of power or through gentle encouragement or just by inviting us to open our eyes and see what He's doing, see the signs around us, we know that we can all answer that question with yes. This is for real. This is really God. This is really how he's doing things in my life and in the world. Yes, he really sent his son to die for us. And he really died. And he really rose from the grave. Yes, this is for real. As I close this morning, I want you to know that God never Asks you not to doubt. He welcomes your doubt as long as you'll bring it to Him. He welcomes your doubt because He loves to resolve your doubt with a show of His power. He loves to resolve your doubt with a show of His power. He loves to calm any fears you might have with a gentle, encouraging word. And He loves to tell us when we ask, is this for real? To open our eyes. To see what's right in front of us. To see where he's working all around us. So that we might, this Christmas season, as many people do ask, is this for real? Is this really about Jesus? Is it really about a baby that somehow that flesh held God Almighty? Is that for real? Is this for real? Did that man, I mean, did that baby grow up into a man who really carried the weight of the world on his shoulders, all the sins of mankind. There's a lot of people asking, is this for real? What's the meaning of this season? What is Advent all about? What is this coming of Christ into the world? Let those of us who have seen God's power, experienced his encouragement, and those of us with eyes to see what he's doing around us this time of year, let us answer with a resounding yes this is for real. This is God. This is how he works. This is what he's doing. This is how he chose to save us through a babe. It's illogical. It's unprecedented and it's glorious all at the same time. You know? And I don't know about you, but in my experience, that's the way God's worked in my life. It's not wrong to ask, is this for real? But let's be sure that we are part of those who, the group who answers, yes, this is for real when others ask that question of us. Amen. Will you please stand and join me as we respond to the proclamation of the Word using our modern affirmation of faith? We are not alone. We live in God's Word.
1: ask at this time for the ushers to come forward as we give our tithes and offerings
2: what kind of king would leave his throne in heaven to make this earth his home while we seek fame and praise to come for men with unkind ways and by this baby's helplessness the power of nations is laid to God's own son What
1: kind of king would come so small
2: From glory to a humble stall one how we thank you that you come Jesus Jesus precious one a manger throne for God's own Jesus Jesus precious precious Jesus thank you that you come Jesus Jesus precious one a manger throne My heart is a throne for God's own son.
1: Will you stand? Let's all sing together.
2: From near, they came from far, following a distant star to where he lay. Not being sure of what it meant, but knowing it was heaven sent, they made their way. And the creatures gathered round and didn't make a sound. And the
1: angels
2: cried.
1: The angels knew and was to come the reason God had sent His Son from up above. It filled their hearts. The creatures Mm -hmm. gathered round
0: Out that night, wondered if they realized that star so bright
2: was sent to tell all the land the Son of God would soon become the Son of Man. And the creatures gathered around and did make a sound, and the angels.
0: Us leave this place knowing that the answer to whether or not this is for real is yes and that that's what this season is all about is finding God's very real presence with us may that be our message today as we leave in the name of the father the son and the holy spirit amen
2: go tell it on the mountain over the hills and Have a great
0: week.